Welcome back to the Coach's Corner, y'all. It's Brian and Coach Mo. On today's episode, we're going to give you the past, present, and future of Basketball Academy. You're going to hear some of the ideas that underpin the business model. Let me adjust my camera. We're going to, you're going to hear some of the ideas that underpin the business model, talk about what makes us different and some of the planning that goes into it and talk about what we currently got going on and then what our plans for the future are. So that's what we have on today's episode. We'll get to y'all after the intro. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all, we're back. So Coach Mo and I have been planning this one for a minute. The reality of things is we explain what Basketball Academy is without necessarily explaining what it is. Does that make sense? And so we wanted to give y'all um, a past, present, and future of what Basketball Academy is and walk you through some of the history, talk about some of the business stuff, because some of y'all really are into the business side of things and we can really get into brass tacks about the business model. Um, and talk about how we formed it and what we're expecting of it from the future. Because the reality is we Basketball Academy is born out of a couple of different things that we saw. Um, Coach, what were you seeing when we started Basketball Academy? Because you were still coaching teams. What were some of the problems that you were seeing with players and stuff like that and the players that you were getting? Well, what, what I was seeing is the traditional, I'm going to get on a team and practice once or twice a week and with practices you're preparing for the game or the game coming up that weekend and so you're running plays and those kind of things you're typically as a practice is but what i saw was if you you were on the then like you didn't really understand basic stuff like which direction to go on the play or how to use a left-handed layup how to you know dribble with both hands running plays didn't really matter. And so I saw kids that we had signed up for teams and they're excited. They were getting the medals we talked about, but then you go to the game and they weren't playing because they didn't, they, they didn't have a lot of experience. And so a lot of the coaches I saw and teams I had, I would see them like, so I have five kids that understand. I want the other three to four that come on the bench to understand too, and be able to be in part of the game. And a lot of coaches were like, I'm good with my five and, if you do A don't understand, then I'm sorry. You right. know, and I, that, that, that really bothered me at that time. Yeah. And the, the other side is, I think what we were both seeing was kids were really developed, like they're good shooters or good dribblers, but it was exclusionary. So they were either good shooters or good dribblers. And the well-trained, well-rounded, all-round players weren't really there and right. it speaks to the development where we had a kid that's amazing with his left hand <laughs> but the right. right hand is trash and so for us it was a matter of okay we have a space to do the training let's figure this thing out and that's what the problem we we have a unique issue that we want to solve and so we had to create a program to solve the unique issue because nothing locally was really addressing that and it started out as when I first started thinking of it and the first start conceptualizing, Mo and I started discussing the details of it. I wanted to do just like a all around thing where you pay one fee and that covers everything related to basketball. It's almost like imagine if you have go send your kids to a private school, you pay tuition and tuition gets uniforms and gets lunch and gets all the other uh, school expenses and stuff. And so that's what my vision was. Um, 
the first iteration of it, we were not charging enough. Right. It was nowhere near enough to do any right. of the stuff that we wanted to do on a month-to-month basis. And so we had to sit down and say, okay, we're going to have to raise prices to facilitate this. And that comes with its own set of growing pains. But we've been back and forth about it. And one element that we are emphasizing this year specifically, but we've been talking about it for a couple of years, is we are a development program. We're a development program with a team component. We are not a team that has some training. And the difference between the two things is there's a lot of programs around here where you can go and they will put your kid on a basketball team. They may not see the floor (laughs) or they may see the floor, but they'll never get any kind of specialized training or development in regards to that. For us, and the thing that we're trying to really emphasize this year is everything flows through Basketball Academy. And for the kids that are watching, for one or two teams specifically, I need y'all to hear this when I say this. Everything flows through Basketball Academy. Right. So if you don't attend Basketball Academy sessions, you're going to start seeing a decrease in your playing time. Now, there's excused absences and other things going on, and so we adjust for that. And we're coming out of other sports seasons, so we adjust for that. But I got to be real with y'all. We want y'all to attend the Basketball Academy sessions and – Basically, that needs to be the priority. There's a lot of stuff that goes on uh, that's not super obvious in that, too. Like, I think everybody's like, oh, well, what does it do? And then we'll get into that later. But the, the fact with Basketball Academy, we have all of our coaches in one spot. Like, during the weekends, you're playing games, and Coach Lowe might be somewhere, and I'm somewhere. We're coaching the game. Right. But you're getting a chance for – two times a week where you're getting all the coaches there and kids, you got to learn how to be coached and critiqued by other coaches. Because if you're going to continue your basketball journey, mm-hmm. you're going to meet new coaches every year. Well, and you've got to be able to take some feedback and develop off of it. And we would like to see that. Like we want to see a couple of days so we can say, can they take feedback? Have they progressed on their left hand? Have they progressed on their mid-range shot? Do they understand what a zone is now? So we want to make sure that you're walking into the game. I don't care if you play for your school team or one of our teams or another team, and you understand what a zone is. So you understand what making an extra pass is. And so this is where we digress a little bit because we jumped a little bit ahead of ourselves on this. The idea was we wanted a school for basketball. And the best way I can describe Basketball Academy, um, we took the model of a basketball camp. And we said, what if a basketball camp was a year-round thing? And instead of it being, because what we were experiencing was, and was one of the challenges that we had when we first started out, people were using our camps to babysit their children, to give their kids something to do fun for a few hours while they go off and do other stuff around the city. And then they come back and pick their kids up and effectively expecting us to just do basketball to their kids. (laughs) And there we were managing a lot of behaviors and stuff like that. And the problem with that is we can always manage kids' behaviors. That's where our backgrounds are. But when the behaviors are to a point where they are distracting from other kids being able to learn the skills, that's what the problem is. And so we had to, we said, what if we did a basketball camp year round, but we have to weed out 
the kids that are there just there to screw around and just there to play around and the kids that need to be babysat. And so that's really what the first part, that's the first difficulty was, is fine-tuning our program to understand that. The next part was getting parents to buy into it because this basketball scene here is you just drop your kid on a team and the team plays plays. And somehow through osmosis, your kid is supposed to get better through basketball, (laughs) just playing teams and getting destroyed or sitting on the bench. Right. And so we had a deep program and we're still an issue because we still get people and that's what the marketing is, but we still get people that don't necessarily grasp that the academy teams. Now we have AAU teams. We have an elite team. The academy teams are really supposed to be, everybody gets opportunity to play. And that's a piece that we've been, we've had to really enforce and even alter, even with some of, some of our own teams, we've had to enforce that expectation on our own teams. But the academy piece is really about getting kids developed and using the court to be the classroom. So they learn the stuff in academy and then they go out to the court to execute it. Right. And there's a lot of stuff that we did that ended up going off model. We had, we had a pandemic kind of forced us into more of a team model. And with that, it ended up it it eroded a little bit of our you know, a little bit of what we wanted to do with academy, where we had teams that were operating completely independently of basketball academy, and we weren't necessarily happy with those results. And so we had to sit down and have a talk and say, okay, let's bring it back to what the OG academy was. And so we talked about the past of it. And I'm talking about now. I'm getting into some of the business model piece of it. We wanted a monthly program. We didn't want to sign people to contracts because that's what a lot of teams around here do. Right. They put you on a contract and you are indebted to that team. You're tied to that team for the duration of that contract, or you got to pay this big, huge fee. We wanted to make it so that it wasn't cost prohibitive initially because we didn't want you to have to pay this huge lump sum up front. Now, when we, one of the things is when we had to shift to the team model, we had to throw that away for a little bit. And we had to take that back to the drawing board. I'm not saying it was bad or it it was an adjustment we had to make because of the pandemic, but it's the thing that underpins it is monthly payments, small monthly payments. The monthly payments are all inclusive. So you pay your fees, you pay every single month. We will do the dirty work of getting tournaments booked and uniforms and all the other stuff. And we will do the training piece of it. And we do training, not practices. Now, we do have individual team practices to fine-tune some stuff for the individual teams, but we do training. Right. And that's the basis of what we do. And and that's, and we're proud of it. We're proud of training, but we'll talk about that later. It's the results we get from the actual training. Like, Mm -hmm. we can, we, that's what we changed. We saw that. I could be in practice, but my practice, if I'm doing a practice as a coach, for second graders is we're, we got to put in one play to get the ball in bounds and figure out an offense and how to play defense. And that's my hour and a half. That's a practice. Mm-hmm. But skill work is like, now, how do I pass the ball in? How do I dribble in that game? How do I get on defense in that game? So, right. I, so we're training you to get better during that stuff, like to get better as an individual player so you can be more effective on your whole team. Right. 
And one of the beauty, one of the beautiful aspects of having a kind of a model, because that's what we're fleshing out. This is what we're talking about is the basketball academy model. With the model, you get to add other pieces onto it to right. make it even better. And so Coach Mo has really been good at integrating a lot of the speed and agility training he's been doing with kids. And we're still trying to figure out the details of adding the strength component to it because we really want that to be string, strength, speed, and conditioning and agility. Right. We want all these things to be hallmarks of the bas- of the full basketball academy program. If you look at, and I'm glad you bring that up, if you look at the basketball right now, if you look at, for those who have juniors and seniors all over the country, mm-hmm. the kids that are getting recruited or the kids that are on the radar are what we talk about. They're highly skilled kids. And if you hear, when you hear them write about them, footwork looks muscular, Mm -hmm. fast, can jump, strong lower body, very controlled at the rim, can knock down an open three-pointer, finishes at the rim well. That's our goal for every kid that wants to play basketball. Like, those that you know, like we want them by the time if they're going to stick with this by the time they get to high school and beyond is that they're a full player right they're a full player not hey you're the six foot kid right now but what if you stop if you stop so now you don't know how to dribble you don't know how to shoot you don't know how to do anything what is, the coach i had in fifth grade when i'm the center that's great but you should learn how to dribble. So we now get our fifth grade and our third grade, and we're, too, we're like, I don't know what's, how tall you're going to be, but we're all going to dribble with our left hand today until we get it. But I don't know how high you're going to jump, mm-hmm. but you could box out. That doesn't take a lot of effort for jumping, and we're going to learn those basics there because that's what they're looking for specific kids. Here, here's the deal. Not everybody can score 50 points a game. So right. It's just in them. And other people, they do other stuff. And they're and Kyle's are looking for the other stuff kid. Of course, grades, behaviors, which we want, we talk about in our academy, that's top. How's your behavior? How do you handle? Uh, I talk about how people are watching you outside of here. But we're looking at if your kid comes in and a coach is sitting like in the crowd. We I had this happen this weekend where a coach is like, I like this kid. And I'm like, well, okay, why? He was back every time on defense he communicated and then when things weren't going great he was the first one clapping and encouraging people in the huddle that's the stuff we're working yep. on in there because this is like high school coach that's what, this was his comment and i'm guarantee you there's about 20 other high school coaches that are looking at the same thing well and we're getting the the piece of it is we want to add these components because there's other pieces of it that we want to add we want we would love to have an end-to-end full basketball development program right. where we are exclusively your only development, where you play with us, you train with us, you live with us. We haven't, we could bring on nutritionists and all the other stuff to really build that high school athlete into a college athlete. And that's the future piece of it. That's the piece that we want to get to. Right. Where we're at now is we're just getting people consistent with the concept of coming to basketball academy. Right. And that's the offering is you come to basketball academy, you focus and you grind and you pay attention to what the coaches are saying. You implement what they're telling you. Right. You end up becoming a better player. 
right. that's the piece that we want. And that's the piece that we're working to get consistency with. And we have a good core group of kids that are really consistent with it. Right. I think one of the challenges that we're running into, now we're in the present piece of it. Okay. One of the challenges we're presently running into is the way basketball is treated or run in the city because we're a development program. We aren't just an organization with teams. Right. And when you're an organization with teams, the goal is to get as many teams as possible in your system. Right. For us, we'd rather not have a whole bunch of teams. We'd rather have a few teams playing up or down or playing, playing up or playing whatever their level is. And they're like our girls team is a yep. good example. Our girls team is basically a fourth through eighth grade team. Yep. And so we're not always playing. We're typically playing other eighth graders, right? but it's fourth through eighth grade. And so we have girls that age range from fourth to eighth grade on that middle school girls team. And it gives the younger kids an ability to play up, but also gives the older kids an ability to play at level. Yep. If that makes sense right. at the same time. And so instead of having a fourth grade girls team and a fifth grade girls team and a sixth grade girls team and a seventh grade and where there's no guarantee of quality across the board, we just said, we'll do fewer teams yep. and have these girls play eighth graders. Well, you, you had something there. I don't think we've really thought about that's right there. It's like, I'd rather develop and we're going to hamper on development and for a second it, or if parents are listening to this take a deep breath for a second and think about when you were in high school how it felt like it might be 20 30 years ago but if you think about certain things it almost brings it right back like mm -hmm. i can remember something like oh i felt like it was yesterday but it was 30 years ago you know right. what I mean? think about this if you give that your kid take a deep breath see where they're at now, let some development happen. Where do you think that can be at in a year or two? And so we try to think the parents, when you come to the academy, have the open mind of they're going to get better by staying consistent and coming in here. They're going to look like a completely different player in six months and a year. And if you stay with it, they'll keep going to get better. And so I try to tell the parents that like we're in the same thing with the teams. Like I would, I trust the 10 guys or girls on this particular team that right. we got because they tried to regard me. Now, do you want to win every single game? I would say, I would tell you this. I was like, as a coach, when you're out there coaching, sure, you want to win the game. Is there a right way and a wrong way? I don't know if there's a wrong way to win a game unless you're bringing in NBA players to a seventh grade game or right. dude in a wrong way. But I also, like with my eighth grade teams, they are a few months away from high school. And there's something I don't want them to do. Like, we could sit back. We could sit in a two-three zone. We can hold the ball, run the clock out so we don't get so we don't get ourselves in a challenging game and right. run from the smoke. But I was like, well, but high school, you're, you're going to have to, you may not get a two-three zone. You're probably going to have to play band. So... How do you get better by sitting in the zone for the whole game? And I'm going to just to play man right now. So if we win, we won getting them ready for the next level. If we lost and it didn't work, it's like, okay, 
So let's look at film and adjust on how to get better. But on top of that, I'm not dropping you down 20 levels to play down when I can see these eight have talent that is elite talent. We just got to adjust. Yep. We just got to adjust. And that's the one team. And then the next team is this level. And there's only one team per grade or two teams per grade that we have. But we're not going to go 20 different teams because we want to make, like you said, make sure that we can really look at this this uh, team of 10 mm-hmm. and develop this team of 10. We trust that you'll get better. When we are talking to, we're not out here screaming and losing our mind and telling you you're a terrible player. We're like, hey, that was a terrible decision. Mm-hmm. But by coming consistently, you probably shouldn't have thrown that pass across court five times in a row. That's undisciplined on you because we don't teach that pass. Oh, you're right, coach. That's on me. Yeah, that's on me. Like, yeah, you did it. Own it. Now, how do we fix it? Well, and our approach is a little bit different because we're spending a lot of time talking about the team piece of it. But here's the reality. With Basketball Academy, and this is what makes this program unique, you don't have to play for one of our teams for us to train you. We got kids that play for teams all over the city. And you come in and get the same kind of training that our team that our players get. And you can train with us and then go back to your team, or you can train with us and play with our team and your team. We aren't exclusive like that in that regard. Now, with the elite team, we expect that they're with us. Right. But that's a different level of of the the, the training side of it. Right. For us, we will train any kid anywhere as long as they are ready to actually come in and handle the business and get to work as opposed to wanting to dance play run around chase the friends and all that other stuff you can go do that on somebody else's time we're serious about the that piece of it and so i don't i think one of the things is one of the misnomers is and i got to put this out there because i do the marketing and and respond to the emails occasionally as i roll in One of the things that one of the questions that we have to answer is, how are we different than these other programs? And I got to reemphasize this. We are a development program with a team component. The team component exists to further the development. It doesn't go the other way around. And so when I'm saying that, I'm saying this. The team hopping stuff and hopping from program to program. That's fine as long as you stick with us for the development piece of it, because that's the piece we're invested in. If you want to hop from team to team, that's fine. The other side is if you're going to play on one of our teams, we have to be able to count on you to a degree. Yeah, if you got a six six o'clock game on a Friday, you can't tell us, oh, I'm with one of my 50 different teams to be on ours. And and that's okay. You wouldn't be part of our team, which is fine. But we will... You're a part of the academy. We'll develop you and work with you because that's what we do. And I, and we do really need to hit on that. We will work with kids, no matter what program, no matter what level. It's okay. We're not trying to steal your kids. Right. We're not trying to make emails to your parents and secret meetings and like, man, you really need to get away from that program. It's not what. It's not what we do. The kids oh. that come to us. They want to play team have decided they want to play for the team right the parents know and the parents have expectations kids have expectations coaches have expectations so when you see like our teams out here playing not one kid is forced to be there right and they were to be there so those kids are like 
I come to the academy and I get developed here. I do speed agility work. I do whatever's part of that program to stay in the program and do what I'm, you know, supposed to do. So they, so you'll see them. They have expectations. Now, I don't. I've coached for other programs and I've, I've helped out other programs, and I do see that other side of it. And, mm-hmm. and no, not to it. Some, sometimes you, if your model is to recruit and get as many teams you can, that's your program model. That's fine. But I've also seen stuff where it gets borderline odd. Where it gets borderline odd, like where I had a coach. I'll just if you take it like you want to, coach just stare me down the, the the last couple weeks i've seen this coach unfollowed out of me i don't know what he's doing just staring out and was like just talking to my parents and kids and i'm like and they came over and said something to me and i just looked like slapped i'm like i don't understand what that means but we're doing an academy mm-hmm. so if that kid wants to go do something with you and the parent decides to do something too we're back but Right now, we're developing in our academy, so we don't get caught up into the, I need kids for teams. You know that, too. We want the kids that want to be there and get developed. And maybe that's something we got to stand on our square and stick our chest out about. Listen, coaches, we don't want to steal your kids. They come to us willingly. I don't know if that says something about the program or whatnot, and... If you get one of our kids, great. You're getting a kid that we've put a lot of effort into developing, and we hope that they have all the success in the world with you. But we aren't, we're not competing. We're not out here. Here's the thing, and I I, I do have to say this, because Mo and I had this discussion. I was not wanting to put it out there, (laughs) but I will. I don't care if the kid is a top 100 anything when they come to us. I would, that's pretty, that would be awesome. That's awesome right. that they've worked and got up to that level. But we don't go out and recruit kids that are these top. We we want kids that are willing to come and put in the grind. And if a top 100 kid is willing to grind and put in that grind, then we want them in the program. But we don't go out with the intentional purpose and uh, of going out and saying, well, this kid's the top whatever in, the, in whatever. He's the right. top. This kid is the top third grader in the state, whatever that means. What? Um, We're not chasing these kids like that. And I think um, there are programs that are predicated on that, where they go out and try to recruit the absolute top kids in the city. Right. Good for them. That's what their model is. They're cool with that. We are fine with that. We ain't in competition with y'all like that. And I think That's the piece that we have to really stress to people and parents and anybody that's listening. We ain't in competition with them like that. You ain't got to sneak around and (laughs) have these backdoor meetings and all this other stuff. If you want your kid to be on this specific team, right? Bye. You can go with them. We're not even going to put it. As long as you're sitting there paying for Academy, you could still get the same training. Right. Like the kids are going to remember <laughs> that. And it, it, it happens, man. But we believe in our product en- enough. We're doing development. Like I said, we we believe in our product enough to know that kid is going to get better. You know what I'm saying? That kid's going right. to get better. That kid's going to, he's going to level up if he stays with what we're going to do for that kid. And so like, I've always been open and I'm public and I'm vocal. People know who I am. And 
have a lot of respect in the game, but I also respect the other coaches. And so, like, um, anybody we played last weekend, I, I props to all the coaches we played, and I respected every last one of those coaches. I didn't care about the outcome of the game. I was more, you know, disappointed in some of like our effort because we're going to adjust that because that's what we do in the academy. Right. I, I didn't disrespect the coach. It wasn't the coach's fault from the other team. Like, I'm proud of these young coaches that are coming and you're able to get these kids together and play. I'm proud of some of the older veterans that come and still coach, get those kids to play. We give props where props is due with some of these coaches. So there's no need to come take kids or anything like that. The the, the basketball academy is we, we plan it out to improve the individual kid to be better on the team. I got to keep saying that because – you can be part of my team and you bring your cousin tomorrow. And so they both come, but today we're working on floaters with our left hand, floaters with our right hand, and jump stopping, making the right pass. Right. You might play for another organization, the other kid doesn't, but they're getting the same training and they're repeating it over and over until it gets better or they're able to be more effective. Effective. I, I, it is not me calling that organization saying, Hey, you got five kids that need to be here or, or they're going to fail. No, no, they show up. And if they show up, we don't even ask questions. Are you going to develop? You registered, then we're going to help you out. Well, and that's the thing. Here's the thing. So, from a basketball standpoint, we operate with a abundance mindset, there is no lack. Of basketball players in this city. There's no lack of kids that want to hoop in this city. What we don't see enough of are kids that are committed to the grind. <clears throat> and that's who we're competing. That's the space we're competing in. Yep. We're competing in kids that want to show up every week, twice a week to basketball academy, maybe do a speed and agility session once a week or twice a week work out with us and get better and level up. That's the space that we're competing in. Right. We don't, we're not stockpiling teams. We don't have a thousand teams or any of the other stuff. And we sure as hell aren't competing for your kids. No. If they're going to hop from team to team to team, we aren't built like that. And I guess maybe that's what the problem is in the city by large is the way that we envision basketball is based on I stole this player from this team. Yes. Aha, I got yep. him or I got her. And ha, that's not what it is for us. Well, it's, and so, it's a bad look for the city itself as we're trying to develop. It, it's a bad look. Like, if I talk to a lot of coaches, right? We talk to a lot of coaches we talk all the time. It's like, Man, like, prime example, like, Coach, we're good friends, and, like, he refers people to me to the academy and to right. do speed and agility, but he also has some training he does, right, too, and a lot of our boys will go over there and do it. Not one time if he, he said, hey, man, I'm glad you sent five kids. I stole them from you. I made a team out of them. Thank you. Yeah, this I got you back. No, it, it's 
you got to have an understanding in this game. Like, there, I think you talked about this um, a few years ago. Like, you can't be a jack of all trades. Mm -hmm. You can't be a jack of all trades. Like you said, we are not focused on having 400 teams. So for us, it's like guarantee everybody that comes into the academy, hey, you're going to be on a team. Mm -hmm. You may not. We might have 10 full kids on this seventh grade team. Right. So I cannot guarantee you, you might not be a good fit. You may be here for something else. We're not worried about team, just not we're worried about development right there. So our we don't fit in the mode of this company or this organization. We are doing what we're doing. And so I'm always puzzled. I'm always puzzled when somebody's like, Hey, I do what you do. But what's that? <laughs> what's that? Well, we get these kids here, like, like, no, you you're recruiting kids and you, what you're doing, you're telling them they're gonna get A, B, and C, but you're not. You don't really do that. You don't really do that. And so then we end up getting two or three of those kids and you're mad because the parent comes to us and like, oh, you guys are actually doing, you know, holding that kid accountable for blowing a layup five times in a row. Like, shouldn't you be doing that? Well, no, I've never got that at development. Like, okay, so we're not, we're just helping that kid out. Well, and here's the thing. I I want us to talk our shit a little bit. So here's what it is. (laughs) We're absolutely 100% fine with you going out and recruiting all the top players right? because you can't play all the top players. And I want you to go out and make all these promises about playing time and what's going to happen and how the recruits are all, you know, all the recruiters are going to be able to see them sitting on the bench. I want you to make all these promises. And when they come to us with a chip on their shoulder and they're ready to grind and work and we're able to elevate them, that's a feather in our cap, and that works for us. We're not in the dogfight with – got to keep going back to this. We're not in the dogfight with y'all. We're trying to help y'all's team out. Here's the thing. We really form this as what if we could be the, the development program on record for the entire city right. in the entire metro and Iowa and the surrounding states. Right. That's what we're focused on. And – we build teams based on the kids that really want to train with us and want to stick with us. But if we're not flashy enough or not high profile enough, that's cool because that's not the space that we want to operate in. We're trying to figure out how we can get, get a facility, a training based facility where we can put in some high, some analytic stuff and all kinds of other stuff so we can improve the output of our training so we can get better with it and have better tools at our disposal. I don't care about having the most teams. And I think it's understanding that's what makes our business model different. That's what makes the academy different. And so this is for anybody that works with us, any parents that train with us, any coaches that coach with us, any kids that play with us. This is what y'all need to understand. I am the co-owner. Mo's the co-owner. We work on this thing together, and our vision is the best development program that we can offer, that we can afford to offer to everybody. That's what we're focused on. We don't care about all the other flashy stuff that goes along with it because we know that at the end of the day, the thing that matters, if you're trying to level up, you're trying to get these colleges to invest in you and you're trying to have a career in this is the end of the day, they want kids 
that can come on that floor and contribute no matter who or what they're playing up against. And that's what we're trying to create here. Yeah, man, it's 100%. That's exactly what we're trying to do. And and it's strange, right? It's strange that um, people don't see that. People don't see that. Like, we are open to you can come in and talk to us, but we're open to sending. But when you don't, when you just assume something, it hurts the city in a sense. And I and I, I hear coaches that come to me and they're like, man, I don't like this one over there. I don't like, I'm like, man, what, what like, have you ever sat down and talked to that coach? What do you not like about that? Well, no, I just he be saying stuff on you know social media that gets me upset. So you never talked to him and you never had a conversation and maybe their program isn't like you think it is, and maybe they're doing some other stuff to help out. My ultimate goal is if you look, we have lots of athletes, D1, D2, D3 college athletes. Now the kids are just making a team. But what you won't see from us is us pouting on a social media platform about, well, why did that kid give us some props? Why did that kid say thank you? Because I worked with them for three months. You know what I do? Like, because we figured, you know what? They're kids and they know the parent, the parents know that's not our goal. Like that's not what our that's not what we're here to do, man. No, I, don't, I think I don't need to be tagged. If you don't, if you have you got a shooting coach and it is so great for you and it changed your game, cool. Yeah, I did some of your agility stuff like that too. But maybe that shooting coach was very important to you and he's done I don't know your relationship. Maybe he's did some more personal stuff for you and your family, and that's great. I'm just happy that you're still playing basketball. Right. And I was part of your journey, a little bit of your journey. Well, and I think the thing is, the difference for us is, and I'll, I'll break it down because I feel like we're hogging on this. There are some programs that are built on recruiting winners. Right. That's what they're built on, is recruiting right. winners. We are built on training winners. Right. We're trying to build the winners from the bottom up. From the ground floor all the way up to the top. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build the winning kids. Right. We're not going after and chasing kids that are already, that don't want to develop and get better. And a kid can be the top number one, whatever in the state. If they're willing to come and put in the work to get even better, our doors are wide open. Right. But if you walk in thinking that, well, I'm the top dog in the state or this group of kids at the top, whatever, and the whatever, and they ain't got to work. We ain't the place for you. Well, they said it takes a village, right? right. So the villages maybe were a big part of your journey. They were a small part. Maybe we're a new, maybe we're an ending part for you guys. Right. Like we just want to be, we're saying right. we're here and we, we can help. And so like, I know for a fact, like, athletes change and the expectation change, especially when you're getting recruited. You might, a recruiter might come watch a workout or watch a game and say, you can't finish. Mm -hmm. You can't finish at the rim. So for me as a parent, I'm, that's a, in my mind, like, okay, that means someone's watched my kid and respect that he can shoot outside or dribble a little bit as well too. But he said the glaring thing is you can't finish at the rim. Mm -hmm. That's where we, that's where we come in. It's like, what is the issue? And we asked when we get there, like, man, I'm not great on defense. And when I go to the rim, I throw the ball a while. So let's fix it. Let's work on it until we get it. Let's understand. Let's talk through mm -hmm. why you should do this. That has nothing to do with anything but development. 
That's all it is. And here's the thing. So we're talking about past, present, and future. Here's something that's very present for us. Last weekend, we had a, a whole bunch of tournaments. And here, here's the takeaway from the tournament. We need to work on an academy. It's working on free throws yep. and layups. And that's what we worked on Monday. Yep. That's what we worked on Wednesday. And we also have some mentality things that we need to address with some of our top teams. Right. Some mentality stuff yeah. where it's understanding the context of the game and what you're supposed to be locked in on because there were some mental lapses on the floor right. before the game, during the game, mm -hmm. and after the game. And so we're addressing those. That's what we're here to do is the development. We're trying to develop players. And I think our difference is this. We are not built on teams. Mo and I have talked time and time again. Y'all be shocked. We've sat down and said, we should get rid of these teams thing right. and just focus on the development piece of it. And we always came back to well, the teams help us develop the right. players. And that's the only reason that they we, we keep the teams because we don't want to be a, a warehouse of a million right. teams. Um, we don't want to just take your money and then have team basketball done to you. Right. Uh, we don't want to just have you just show up um in and get a practice here or there right and then put your kids out there to get rolled right by whoever's on the floor we want your kids if they go out and get rolled we want to be able to bring them back to academy and say here's how we got rolled and this is how we're going to stop getting <laughs> rolled like this okay we did it the girls team is coming along last season was the inaugural season it was rough right the season before that it was our sixth grade orange team right Fifth and sixth grade orange team. Now they're the seventh grade orange team. I, you know what? It's really bring that up. I, I'm. This is what, here's my question to the parents. Here's my question to the players. What do you want from your kid, your individual kid? That's why I like. What do you want for your kid? For the player, the question is, what do you want for yourself? Because I know I've played on really stacked teams, mm -hmm. and it's fun for a little bit, right? This is me personally, and it's like. Everybody's throwing alley oops, you're going between legs, you're, you're it's fun, you're doing and then when I didn't play for those teams and I had to rely on okay, I gotta get the ball up and I'm the only one can handle the ball right now, or I gotta be the main scorer, or I gotta cover the best person. Those teams and the development I learned, yeah, developing and I felt personally like I was giving giving more as a basketball player. I felt like I was Okay, I gotta play defense against the best player. So if he cooks me, I wanna play him again next week. I wanna play him again next week. I'm ready. But if I have my stacked team, all five of us can just go you know, get trap him and turn the ball over. We can sit back in a zone and I'm not individually getting better. So I asked ask the kids and parents what you do. If I can go back, if we all can go back, I wanna be on the teams that I can lead and develop. Mm -hmm. That's just that's me. And kids right now, you're caught in the moment because you're like, man, we, we got some medals. Everything's, we've talked about that. I'm feeling good. It's good. The transition to high school from eighth grade is brutal for some kids. And it's immediately brutal because, because there's seniors waiting for you. Mm -hmm. There's juniors. There's freshmen. They're only a year above you that got a year experience of high school who are going to be waiting for you. And if you struggle in an eighth grade game handling a trap, people talking stuff to you 
getting in your face, telling me you're not good, contact you on social media, telling you I'm going to clamp you when I see you, right too. And you can't handle that. What are you, what are you going to do against the top class A basketball team in the state if that's the second game of your career? Right. What are you going to do? What do you think they're going to say to you? And, and what are they going to do? So I, I want my kid to not only be mentally ready, be physically ready, and have the skill set to be like, all this talking, all this year, I'm still going to knock down two free throws because that's what I went to do at the line. I'm still going to make the right pass because I'm calm and I know what to do. I can handle right. the no way of the crowd. We have several high school kids that walk right in, JV, varsity, in the class A school, which is great. It doesn't matter. And I, this is bothering me too. It doesn't matter. Oh, well, it's because they were really good here and here. There's a lot of really good kids that don't walk in and do that because they may have the mentality in eighth and seventh grade because they're on those teams right. and they're confident. But if you walk in, it's only one of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you lead the rest of them? Oh, they're terrible. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, right away, right away. Now you're down in your team and now you're in a spot you've never been before. And now no one trusts you. Well, when the old team this is high school, man. Yeah, they don't care. This, this, this high school. Here's the thing. So here, here, here's something I put out there. So if you, Mister, I made a layup, made a shot, now I'm gonna do some TikTok dance. The kids is like, I bet right. they're gonna wait for you to walk in to their school, yep. and they're gonna victimize you. They're gonna embarrass you on that floor. Yep. They're gonna make you want to quit. Yep. So. It's time to stop doing the TikTok dance just because you hit a shot. Right. And hit your shot and go hit another one and then another one and then do TikTok dances after the game. Because some of y'all are trying to score. And actually, Coach Jerome mentioned this at right. Academy. I was standing there. The layups only work two points. Yeah. You don't get extra points for this under scooping, underhanded, spinning behind the back all this other stuff, right? you don't get extra points for doing that. They don't give you style points for it. But if you don't make it, guess what? You don't get any points for it. Right. And so some of and I know is kids, that's the kind of thing. You want people to look and, and, and like, I oh, got them on all this stuff. I get it. I've been there. We've right. done that before. But here's the reality of it, man. That When we're talking about mentality, some of y'all are so concerned with the superficial nonsense. Mm-hmm. The stuff that don't matter, like you got some medals for beating up on a bunch of teams that you probably shouldn't have been on the floor with. So hyped up with cheap medals that weren't hard earned, tournament wins that that you we expected you to go out and win those. Yeah, play to your level. You know, play to your level. Look at your team and don't cheat the kids. Don't cheat the big. Play to your level. Like we expect kids. We expect y'all to go out there and make an open layup. It's not time for celebration. Right. It's you made the open layup. Now let's get back on defense. Some of y'all are trying to are, are so focused on trying to be rewarded for everything. It's a little tiny thing that you do that right. you're ended up costing yourself opportunities and you're putting you're putting that mark on you for when you encounter these players again. Cause sometimes the players that you're playing against now are your teammates later on. Right. And they're building a profile of what kind of player you are based on how you interact with them right. on the floor. And they're like, man, this dude won in a tournament that didn't, they got a medal playing down and beating up on a team. 
right. that they shouldn't have been on the floor with or was put in the wrong division. And he or she is happy and gloating about it. And meanwhile, we went 500 in a tournament and it was a fight every single game right. because we're playing a level up. So self-evaluation, when you, it, this kind of goes into a little bit here, when you walk into a building as a freshman in high school, and then some guys are going to come in, they come in as good players, they're ready, they're pretty mature. But the freshman, the eighth grade to the high school jump is huge. And if you're eighth grade jumping into a varsity level class A, no matter mm-hmm. where you're at, that is a big jump. So the 30 points you scored on the bronze team in eighth grade that you beat and you made fun of, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. There are schools here, I've seen kids mentally break down from the crowd, not even the game. Mm-hmm. I. I've been, my my son and a bunch of my players have played, and I got players at the school, at Westside. That crowd is loud. And props to them because they, 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 show they show up. And I've seen kids look and sub themselves out. And either you're, oh, man, I'm the best player in the state, and sub themselves out because they're in their head. <laughs> they're in their head. And we're talking about, okay, so we're talking about the boys, but the same thing goes for the girls, man. That's some, <laughs> you get up to the high school, there's some killers on the high school right. team, bro. They're waiting. they're waiting for you to come up there so that they can embarrass you because you're coming for their spot. It's old football mentality. If somebody's coming for your position, you're going to try to get a snot bubble out of them. Right. That's how it works. This, this sport is not for the faint. It's not for the fact. If you want to continue in the sport, and this is we'll go back to what our academy is about, is we want to prepare you for. I think of it as I tell the kid, I'm trying to prepare you for the year or two up. And I think and I have to remind the parents of that. Like, okay, don't get caught up in the moment right now. Right here is like the lesson was from this. We didn't play defense this game. Right. We didn't get back this game. Your technical foul and they hit the game-winning free throw, cost us the game at the end, but we still should have made the 15 laps we missed because we worked on that. So we are looking at here one year out, you should look different, man. You should be prepared to look different. And so these we try to challenge the kids and tell them, like, hey, when you walk into those schools, you ain't the man on campus a lot of times. You, you ain't the top-notch person on that campus because they've been playing. They know what freshmen are coming in. Trust me, like all the junior seniors I know, they're waiting for those kids to come in. And when they play significant minutes, they know what to do in a hostile environment. They know what to do if the coach says, go to play number two. That doesn't work. Okay, I already got it. I can go to play three, four, five minutes without looking at the coach. Mm -hmm. That gets you on the floor. And that's we're trying to get our kids forward thinking there at our academy. If we're trying to start this mentality at first grade. Right. So when they get to third grade, they have the mentality to be like, oh, I got screened. And so number 12 rolled down. I got to stop him from rolling. Now number 12 is mine. I have to fight over the screen. Little stuff like that makes a difference. I was proud of our third, fourth grade orange team the last few. They have been super impressive. And they're more of our... The kind of development, some kids are playing a little bit and some haven't, but we have kids now on that team that weren't scoring last year, and now they're aggressive scorers. Right. Right? Some of those kids that weren't playing defense, or they were confused, but now they're like, I, I know that if he's open and he's by the rim, he's the most dangerous person, so I need to run over there 
and get in front of this person and try to stop them from getting this wide open layup. And that team has battled. They they're like three and one right now. And I don't worry about the record. It's how they won. Right. Extra passes. Everybody communicate. This is third and fourth grade. Right. Third and fourth grade. This is the development here that made us that makes me proud. But that's called building better players. Yep. That's what we do. We build better players. So we've talked about the past a little bit. We've talked about a lot about the present. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about the future of Cosmo Athletics and what the Basketball Academy looks like. So that's what we got when we come back. Peace. Peace. All right, y'all, we're back. We talked about the past of Basketball Academy, and now it's time for us to talk about the future. Well, we talked about the past and present. Now it's time to talk about the future of Basketball Academy, and these are things that we want. And number un- numero uno on our list, if you've talked to us, you've seen us stressing, you've seen us fretting, you've seen us grinding on stuff, and we're trying to put the pieces in place for this. We got to get a facility. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just another rent, rental. Like I'm open for like long-term rentals. Right. Like if you, if we got to hang a banner up and we, that's our home facility. That's cool for a while until we get our own thing. But that's the thing that we're really working towards because we can't offer a lot of the training that we want to offer just based on the fact that we're dealing with other people's time and right. we have to be able to have access to places at specific hours. And sometimes that's not always, we can't always do that. And so the future first and foremost is us getting um, a building. And so we're working behind the scenes, we're working our butts off behind the scenes to do it. We had a couple that were on the table and for whatever reason, it didn't pan out. We're trying to decide if it's going to be better to try to build something, put up a building or rent a building that exists and convert it. And so we're trying to figure that piece out. We've been in contact with people back and forth and we got to circle back. We got to spin the block on some contacts and see where things are. But one of the places we did really have Target in it, it it made me mad, but there was some chicanery, (laughs) some foolery going on behind the scenes with that. And it didn't come through because we didn't necessarily like some aspects of basically how we're being treated with it. So it may, and, it, and I'm big on this. It makes me wonder with, and this isn't us, and this kind of pisses me off when people are like, like complaining and crying about it. I'm like, no, I said, let me do this. For those who know me, it's like, I'm going to say it like it is. And if I, I'm each and talk to you anywhere, like, we'll, like, I don't hide behind social media posts and make jabs and like you you can come see me i'm where i'm at every monday and wednesday and Saturday. So you come see, and we could talk about your issue you know what i do i'm super concerned that in a city that like the size of omaha bellevue's a good size i do Bellevue's a good size decent size that it's hard to find spots you know they are I'm talking about the availability of the spots. I'm more of, there are spots, let's be real. And there are gatekeepers. And I, we bit our tongue and a couple of things. And I that's got to stop. And that's got to stop because the same people are gatekeeping are the same ones that want to use our kids 
to play for them. <laughs> Maybe that or make their program successful. It was like when we start with those kids in first grade. So we could actually help you if you give us access to A gym, B gym, or C gym the next few years developing those kids so they walk in and their kids are ready to play for you. Right. Ready to play for you. I I don't know if it's stuff that's personal sometime. I don't know if it's a controlling thing, but I really challenge people that are in those locations to think of it. If you really want kids to develop and that's what you really want to do, um, open your doors, right. point us in the right direction. We have a great product. And we have lots of kids that are all around the city and, that are wanting to learn and get better. And like, just know that if you sleep, when, when you go to bed at night, if you're the one, if you're the one stopping that, or if you're the one that's mocking that, or you think it's funny or it's okay, like that too, it's like a lot of those parents don't think it's okay. And a lot of those kids are missing out on important development, not with just us, with anything. They might, they may want to do some other stuff or even like, trade, like, but there's a lot of available gyms and a lot of available things that aren't being used. And I, I know they're not. Well, and here's the thing. So this is, it, it, I'm rehashing a little bit of what we already said. We are not competing for, we're not competing to steal your kids and put them on our team. We are competing to train your kids. Right. We're a training and development program. And that's what our focus is. That is our singular thing that we're focused on. The only reason we have teams is so that we can make kids better players because it doesn't happen in a box. It doesn't right. happen in a vacuum. We have to be able to have teams to so the kids can go out and express the skills that they've learned in academy in a competitive environment because we're trying to train kids to compete competitively on teams that are around here. So for the gatekeepers that are gatekeeping on behalf of this organization or that organization, and you feel loyalty to X, Y, and Z, that's on you. I can assure you, we are not trying to compete with them. We don't want their kids we want to train their kids right. so that they can have better teams. If our kids are able to have success on another team, that's a feather in our cap. That means that our program is what we used to call in my old world, generalized, yep. where they can take this set of skills and use it anywhere. That's what we're focused on. And I feel like a lot of the gatekeepers are doing it out of a sense of loyalty to some of the old dogs in the city right. or some of the big dogs in the city. And that's fine for the big dogs. We want to train your kids too, because we want your kids to be better. If you're looking to partner, you know how to reach us. It's coachmoathletics at gmail.com. Go to our website. We have training for teams that's available. We want to train your team. So your kids get better. We do not want to steal your kids. Now, if your kids like the way we do our program a little bit better, then we'll sit down and talk like men. We'll sit down and talk like adults. This kid's parents like the way that we structure our program a little bit better. And so they're going to come over here or on the inverse, converse, inverse, whatever. Right. If we have parents that like another program better, then we'll facilitate that too. But we still want to train their kids. And I think, the gatekeepers are gatekeeping on behalf of, of a bad argument because 
We are not trying to steal anybody's kids from them. And we don't. Well, that's not how we operate. We no, just want to train. And if you're a gatekeeper and you can't talk directly to me or Brian, that's an issue. Yeah. If you're an adult, that's an issue. Like, if you have this preconception, we could uh, think about us and like, and you can't talk about it. That's and I've I've had that I've heard that too where people are like, well I think we yeah we think you're doing it we're doing like we're not though and I don't know how that person came up with that just ask us right how does ask us because I I look at the results and at the end of the day we look at the results I can look at I watch our seventh grade orange team who has came from very far battle every game and it wasn't about the record they went two and one they could have won the third game. They look different every time that they're they're competing every time. So they take it, they're taking the game serious. Now they're recognizing what this player. They're recognizing the, there's a loose ball on the floor. Right. They're recognizing I got to put a body on somebody. They, like, like that's progress. That's development. That's getting better. If you ask those parents, do they feel they're getting developed? And I guarantee you, ninety nine percent of them are going to say, yeah, that. My kid looks better from game one to game three. Mm-hmm. He looks better from week one to week three, from month one to month three, because they're sticking with it. And that's all we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all we're trying to do is get those kids better. And that's the point. We're develop- we are about developing. And so the future of Coach Mo Athletics is going to be really specialized in the development piece of it, where we want to build out a program that would be an end-to-end basketball development program where you drop your kid in our system, we train them, we coach them, we get their nutrition, we get speed and agility, we get strength, we get mind state stuff. We do all of that stuff from end-to-end. And the kid comes in and we just put them through our system. And what happens on the other end of the system is you have a better basketball player with the goal of they can walk on to any junior high team and make a roster, or they could walk on to any high school team and make a roster, or they could walk on to any select, they could walk on to, we almost laughed at the concept of select, they could walk on to any select team, and the air quotes are implied, select team, they can walk on to any select team and instantly make a splash. That's the future of it, where it's an end-to-end program where you drop the kids in and they work with us that's all they do is work. All they do is work and train with us. And that's the goal of what we want CMA to be. We want a nice building where we have, we can have advanced analytics and all that other mm-hmm. stuff rolling. And we have tape and all that other stuff where right. we control the entire environment and we can track how efficient this kid is when they're on the floor and during scrimmages, how what their tendencies are and things like that. And then you guys have a tool, the parents have the ability to access that data and then use that when you're talking to recruiters and stuff. Right. Or use that to develop at home or use that to develop when you move out of the city. Yeah, the recruiting the recruiting bar is, is a dogfight when you get to that level. And if you can't get your kid in front of the right people, then you got somebody that can, like you said, do the analytics and eventually do you know these things for you. That's key. That's mm-hmm. key because you got to remember your kid is going against thousands of other kids for the point guard spot at this university. Right. So they're going to look at probably the local kid first that's in that city, unless you really stand out and 
now you're past. Mm-hmm. What have you got going on? Oh, well, he played for this one select team in seventh grade. And they're like, I, I live in California. I don't know what that is. Mention <laughs> one school that you think isn't very good. It's a dog fight to get on that team. Yep. Those kids, it's a dog fight. They're still taking the top 1% of players in the country. Right. Even on the worst Division One teams, it's still the top 1% of players. Right. And so in order to be able to get in that window, your kid has to be developed across the board. Yep. They have to be able to do everything pretty well. Yep. And they also have that the mind state where they're going to learn how to be better. And so that's really what the future of Academy is. That's what we really want to focus on. We want to build an end-to-end program. And I feel really confident in our ability to do it. But we've had our hiccups along the way, and we've had things that didn't go right along the way. And so right. we're navigating a lot of those challenges. And understand, we just two kids from North Omaha, bro. Like, right. We're still learning a lot of this business stuff on the back end, but we are learning it. And we have a true heart for the kids. Yeah. We have a true heart. We our background is where we work that we've always worked with kids. We have a true heart for the kids getting better and developed. So we really need so we'll yeah, we'll make our mistakes over there, but we'll own them and we get better. And we're not because I, I don't waste time on social media aiming negative stuff at other coaches and organizations. Right. I'm like, I, I can tell you right now, my inbox, I got two organizations that, two or three that like invited me to our team to play in one of their, their attorneys, like their attorneys. And I'm like, cool, we'll play. But too, there's no beef. There's nothing like that right. too. Good. If it's an opportunity for the kids that we work with to try to compete against this team, cool. And at the end of the game, We'll shake hands and in the game. If they beat us, hey, we're gonna see you again. This is cool. Make it a little rivalry, but it's a rivalry to get better. Like they beat us, how do we get better next time? How do we get closer? We lost by 20. Is getting beat by five next time development? Yes, because we figured something out. And then the second, third time we're beating them are competing even better. I don't have any beef with those those people. So we are looking the future to me is to keep developing that program to get people into the program. Don't don't doubt that what we, we can do. If you're struggling in the middle of the year in your middle school games mm-hmm. and the mid-range is not working for you or something's just not clicking like it should, we are okay with you coming to an academy because it's a year-round service. It's a year-round service. You can walk in, sign up, and you can start next week. Right. And you can work through what's going on. And eventually what will happen is you're like, I'm getting better, but I'm going to stick with it. And that's where we get a lot of our kids. They stick with it and they get better and get better. It has nothing to do with your current team. It has nothing to do with right. me telling like, it's, I want you to get better. And so my challenge is this month, I want 15 to 20 more kids. Yeah, we need 15 to 20 more kids. <laughs> more kids that want to get better and be there. We're, we're trying to work on space and the two space issues and all that, but I'd rather have that problem than and we'll get going than not having those 15 and 20 kids. Cause I noticed some kids here in the city that probably thought they were going to make a top team. Right. And they didn't. Or they thought they were going to make a second team and they didn't. Or they probably didn't make either because the number of games sometimes, maybe they're a great player, but there are 85 kids that went out for the team. And so they're sitting here with nothing to do. It's like, while you decide your next step with team, we may not have the team for you. 
keep a basketball in your hand mm -hmm. and develop. We want those kids. So that's the challenge. 15 to 20 kids, new kids at academy. They're academy only. If you don't want to play for a team or you're trying to get better for your team, come on out. Let's sign you up and let's get rolling. All You can show up. All you got to do is register, agree to pay every month, and we'll get you rolling. Now, here's the other piece that I want. So for me, I want to be able to train coaches and train parents on how to be parents to college players. Right. And like when I'm talking about the training piece, I'm talking about all the way, training refs, training. Like these are other wings and elements that I want to put into the program. And right. eventually we're going to get to that part where we absolutely can. But it's a matter of making sure that our quality components there is we're still training basketball players to be the absolute best. So right now, the challenge is out. We want 15, we're, we're challenging y'all, 15 to 20 players that want to get better and are willing to show up twice a week. Right. That's what we're asking. Yep. Show up twice a week, 15 to 20 players, be consistent, take it seriously. It's not play time, it's grind time. Right. And that's what our challenge is moving forward. The, the, be the, the beautiful thing I personally see is we talk about being two kids from North Hill, and we both have we both have stories. <laughs> we both have yeah. stories of how we got and Brian he probably shouldn't have made it as far as he had. I should have made it far because there's a stigma of that area. But we had people that believed in us and they believed that we could be better. And so the turns that some of our friends went down by do, we didn't take those turns. And but we struggle with other things along the way, but we work towards a goal to get better. So we're coming from a spot where there was, you didn't have gigantic facilities you just walk into. You didn't have this training you walk into. You didn't have available, and we made it. Right. We taught ourselves different things. We we figured out business, and so we had to do this without any base. Our program is giving you an idea how to develop. It's giving right. you an idea of giving you a start. How do I dribble? What do I do with that dribble? How do I advance that dribble? Right. So we're giving you a chance to do that. We didn't have that. And so I'm very proud of where we're at, but I'm also, I'm, one thing you can't doubt is our influence, which is a good thing. When we walk in a building, you see the orange, you see the blue, you see the CMA, right, juice. That is showing you that there's people that have stuck with us and they believe in what we're doing. And if you ask those people, ask those people have their own opinion about somebody like that too, but if they're suiting up and they're playing in our games or they're at a speed and agility, thing like that too, they're going to tell you that they've developed something. They've gotten at least 1% better than they were before. Right. And they're going to tell you that. So what I, what I look at is if we're out here doing stuff and we're out here getting, we're, we're out here trying to get you better. And so when you see that, that's showing you that there's some value in what we're doing just take a deep breath and just ask questions. The easiest way is email. Mm -hmm. Easy way to call or just show up and we can talk. If it's a good fit, good. If it's not, there's no need to drag it out. It's yes, but it's a good fit. So so while we're talking about people, let's shout out the corporate sponsors real quick. Yep. So because we gotta wrap this thing up. We've been talking a long time. <laughs> so corporate sponsors off the top. Got it. Cornusker. Cornusker Auto. Cornusker Auto is taking care of us. 
tell them a little bit about Cornerstone's Grotto, bro. Cornerstone's Grotto, not only is it, you know, you get your car washed. There's a full, you full service car wash. You can get your car detailed. But what I use it for a lot is besides the car wash, obviously, is you get oil changes. So you can get a same day oil change, and they'll take care of that. They have a gas station. They get, they typically have the best prices on gas. So there's a gas station that's connected to it. And what I love about it, man, they're local over in Bellevue, and they hire a lot of like kids, some of our players too, as well, to work there and give back as well. So Brian Fox has been doing a good job with that. So shout out to him for that. Um, shout out to Solutions Heating and Air. They've been with us from day one, like Cornesker Auto. Sally and Chris over in Bellevue really work hard to give you the absolute best when it comes to your heating and air needs. Also, you can do air purification with mm-hmm. them. So you can get an air purifier, a uh, whole house installed for your whole house. Great during cold and flu season, great during allergy season. Air scrubber that will clean your air and circulate fresh new air into your house and clean out that clean out a lot of that mildew and mold that's floating around. And right. Some of those airborne things that are flying around. And so hit up Chris and Sally at Solutions Heating and Air. They're not just residential, they work with commercial projects yep. too. Trusted in the Bellevue area, give back to the community. When Bellevue hit, got flooded a couple of years ago, Chris and Sally were frontline with that. Right. And so they always get back to the community and call them for a second opinion if somebody tells you you need to install a new system so that they can come out and give you an honest assessment of that. Right. And so great people. Who else we got? Shout out to T's Auto. So T's Auto has done really well for it. They were they came on last year, I think about this time. And a shout out to Brian and uh, his staff. And so T's Auto, they will get you the car you need. Like, if you go tell them, like, I, I'm telling you, I, I got two purchases from there, and I I, I wanted a Tahoe. That's, that's, I got kids, I, I take basketball stuff around, and like I said, I wanted whatever feature I wanted to do, and I got it. I got it. And I got a um, car for my teenage son to go back and forth, a reliable car there, and it's straight up with you guys, and they do great. Not only is uh, they do that, uh, they attend games. And like I've seen them at every game. He gives opinion and feedback of different things at the game, which is good. You know, we have these sponsors that are involved with the kids, the kids. And so big shout out to them. Check them out. They're open Monday through Saturday. Check them out. Go ahead, Brian. Get up James. Hit up Joel. One of them to get you get your car. The hoodies. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Andy, we're going to need... Some hoodie soon. Deed and metal. But yep. Annie hooked us up. Yep. They're on the website too. And so the hoodies are from Deed and Metal. Andy's been great, helped our teams out, helped us with a lot of other stuff behind the scenes. And so shout out to Andy for the hoodies. Who else do we have? I don't want to miss anybody. Hey, the signed out there with Brandon Clark. The yep. Brandon helps Brandon comes through in the clutch, man. So you'll see a lot of the Academy shirts. They're specifically Academy. Uh, Brandon can get those really, really quick. Shout, shout him out. We got we got some up for the next two weeks. I can get those. He wants to get those orders in before the holidays start hitting. So hit us up on those. And then shout out to Sean. He does our our bouncy shirts. So you'll see the the academy shirts with the guy jumping up dunking. Do Sean to get those. And Sean also will have he'll start doing his hoodies as well. So what's up now? Sponsorship and Brian will tell you a little bit more about it. We want more sponsors. You, you, you thought that there's different tiers to it and that will be on the website and there's corporate there's different levels but 
we want you to be a sponsor. You're going to get on some examples. You get on the podcast, like we show there. You can be on bags. You can be on shirts. You can, you tell us about your sale or whatever's going on. We will get that message out there. Uh, and we are, we have a kid in a, every gym on the weekend. You're going to see a CMA team, which it's great for business because it's, it's getting your name out there as well. In corporate sponsorship, we shout you out on the podcast. We're advocates for you with our parents and families when they're asking for services and recommendations like you're top of mind when it comes to that. And so that's how we do business around here. And if we missed you as a sponsor or we didn't get to you, we're gonna, we'll, we'll put it in on the back end or we'll get you on the next program because we got, we're going to keep doing this podcasting thing. We've got more in the chamber. So that's what we got. Coach Mo, anything we want to send them off with? Send you guys off with high school kids, get ready. In two weeks, you're going to be trying out. Be prepared. Be locked in. Do what it takes to get yourself ready for that those tryouts. It's mental. It's physical. But if you're confident and you got what you need to do, lock in there. Middle school guys, it's a learning process. Middle school ball is a lot different. It's a learning process. But lock in. Be coachable. Understand what's going on. And those who are in between are looking for things to do and to prepare yourself. We want you at the Basketball Academy. So we want you to see a basketball guy. Check our website out, and we want to see you there. And we're in the process of planning our next dribbling camp. We do a learn-to-dribble session for the little kids and some advanced stuff for some of the older kids. And so if you've been to one of our dribbling camps, what it's about, what's coming. And so be ready um, when, when we announce it. So... That's what we got coming up. Anything else, Coach Mo? No, that's it. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all's time. We've taken a lot of it. <laughs> but we got to go off and be dads now. So right. we got to go pick up kids from school and things along those lines. And so we're going to sign out here. I'm Brian. All right, Coach Mo. I will talk to you later. We're building better athletes every single day. And last thing. We ain't competing with y'all. Stop. We ain't competing with y'all. Get out your feels, bro. We just want to train your kids. (laughs) We will talk to y'all later.